This is the happy hour. You guys want the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and not Rico. Jake Bakev and Joe Indina joining you today. What's up, Bach? Oh, not too much. Rico covered for me this morning, so I figured I'd cover right. for him a little bit yeah. better. Yeah, Rico <laughs> Rico had to go pick up a, a child. Yep, so, it uh, happens. Yeah, absolutely it happens. So next man up mentality here at the ticket, That's and we're right. ready to go. Uh, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, uh, as well as Allo Channel 951 if you want to watch us on your television sets. Got a good show lined up for you guys today. Got plenty of stuff to talk about. And it's going to somewhat build off of, I suppose, of the... Uh, water cooler because Bach and I were together on that one and we were kind of talking about the potential conference realignments and pods and rivalries that may stick around with the new uh, layout and formats coming and being released later this afternoon from the Big Ten Commissioner. I definitely want to get into some Husker football recruiting and then if you guys know I keep track of the Husker scholarship distribution chart yes on my on my laptop and so every single time a player leaves or or, or you know be, you know is added to the team they go in as the scholarship distri- in the scholarship distribution chart that way when it comes fall time you know exactly how many wide receivers you have who's a senior who's a true freshman who's a redshirt freshman all those details well as i'm looking through the scholarship distribution chart bach I'm reminded that they only have three scholarship quarterbacks. Yeah. With Logan Smothers going to Jacksonville State and Casey Thompson reuniting with his uh, former head coach at Texas, Tom Herman, down in Florida at Florida Atlantic, they are left with Jeff Sims, Chubba Purdy, and Heinrich Harburg on scholarship because Daniel Kalen doesn't get here until next season. And we were kind of, we briefly talked about it during the commercial break in between shows there, Bach. But this season is is real contingent on Jeff Sims staying healthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think if you look at this, and I know they said they're kind of comfortable with their ads, so they're not going to force add somebody out, out of the, the transfer portal. And if you do, I mean, I think you have to remember, too, like there are walk-ons and, and guys they probably feel comfortable with. So it's not like it's not like the NFL playoff game yeah. where it's like, all right, put Christian McCaffrey back there. I mean, they they've got, you know, they've got a contingency plan if if, you know, things go awry. Um, so they don't necessarily have to force add somebody out of the portal, but I mean, it is it is one of those situations. It's tough. It's been a, it's been something that uh that plagues a lot of college football schools is to get a quality backup quarterback because quality backup quarterbacks go and start somewhere else yeah. these days in college football. So, um, you know, Nebraska is just kind of where they're at. Hopefully Purdy makes a big step. Hopefully Harburg, uh, you know, makes a big step up from the spring game but based on what we saw from Harburg in the spring game uh, from Purdy last year I think if Sims goes down I think you're talking about the same level of struggle that Nebraska had last year without Casey Thompson and 
you know, that's that's a difficult team to win with just to be just to be quite honest so uh it, it, there is a, there's a lot riding on, on not just Jeff Sims staying healthy but keeping Jeff Sims healthy you know how do you game plan for that um and as much as you can do it and maybe they do and maybe you hold off for seven weeks not carrying him all that much and then he gets hit on a routine you know drop back yeah. pass and he's out and so everything that you've done to hold him back you know <laughs> ends up uh not mattering one way or the other so I mean it it can be a headache but I do see that as you know, maybe the one the, the biggest concern as far as like one injury, I because I, I, I see this team basically as a team without with outside of that situation is, you know, nobody's really in the in the in the in my mind irreplaceable. I, I mean, I think there's guys that certainly you would hurt if you lose a Quentin Newsome. You probably can't replace that level of quarterback and that level of experience. But I think, you you know, you might be able to survive in advance or in all that. I think it, without Jeff Sims. You know, and, and it's not going out on a limb too much because, we, as we know, it's the biggest position on the field. But yeah. I think that that could derail their season, you know, quicker than almost any other injury for sure. Well, and what's so weird is because prior to the transfer portal opening up, and we kind of had this discussion multiple times throughout various shows, whether it was on the crossover or not, but they were sitting there with six scholarship quarterbacks. You also have Jack Walsh, who's a walk-on from Ole Miss, in the room as well. But you're sitting there with, okay, they have six scholarship quarterbacks and Richard Torres, Logan Smothers, and Casey Thompson. Those three now leave. Our conversations were, all right, yeah, maybe maybe one, maybe two leaves, but mm-hmm. you're still sitting there going, okay, you feel you feel somewhat okay with Logan Smothers back there. Because I also think he maybe fits what this this offense wants to do, wants yeah. to do a little bit better, which we still don't have a, a, a complete grasp on what Marcus Satterfield wants to do on off, offense. Um, and I think... Husker fans might be a little gun shy just listening to them and going, yeah, we're going to run the ball when that's what you've been told the last six years. And so I think when you look at this quarterback room, it's interesting because Jeff Sims, if he does unfortunately go down due to injury, you saw kind of the Chubba Purdy that we we had against Michigan. And we still, as a Husker fan, haven't seen Heinrich Harburg in a game setting, in, in in a true regular season game setting. And after those two guys, man, your you, your cupboards are kind of bare. And so, getting the commitment of Daniel Kalen was huge. And go looking ahead to twenty twenty five, they're still in on another quarterback, Stone Saunders. Mm. And so you, you wonder where Nebraska feels like confidence wise, and also what it looks like in twenty twenty four. Because if Jeff Sims does come in and have a, a stellar season, like we all hope to him, hope to see him have. What does that mean for the quarterback competition going forward next fall? Is, is, is Daniel Kalen good enough to then just step in and be the guy his true freshman year? And if so, what does that mean about your two most experienced guys in that room after that in Chubba Purdy and Heinrich Harburg, who are sitting there, who which will be in their third or fourth year, saying, I haven't seen any time. It's it's yeah. so crazy to think about what the the potential scenarios. Well, and 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 and, and too, just like where where did they view these guys? Obviously, you know, if because if if these guys were getting, you don't know enough of a look that they felt comfortable to stick around in Nebraska, where the other guys didn't. You would think that they had you know these guys higher on the depth chart, and and that was what kind of made it weird too about Logan Smothers and Casey Thompson was to wait through the spring, yeah, not not play because they were both injured, and then decide to leave. Uh, a little bit strange there, uh, but one way or the other. So they didn't get much of a look to, to get on the depth, you know, as far as the depth chart goes in, in any case. Um, but like Harburg is especially interesting to me because obviously 
did not have a great spring game. Had had a few runs that you kind of like, but took a you know especially a sack that went back like 19 yards. I think he was, you know, I I don't have the numbers in front of me. Two of eight, one of eight, something like that. Passing yeah. it was not not a pretty display of passing the ball. But he was kind of the camp darling. If you remember, like late in the camp, the Marcus Satterfield said his superpower is running the ball. I mean, they were they were kind of bringing him up and feeling mm-hmm. like they you know pretty good with him. So as far as as far as I see it, I think that he's kind of your future plan. Obviously, you're going to bring in your you know your freshman, like you said, uh, and continuing recruiting that. The other thing is I, I do think the transfer portal, um, I think that you'd have a lot more of a long-term concern because when you just say it like that, it's like, man, I what if you know these guys are developing at the right time or whatever? Nebraska has gone out in each of the last two years, true. grabbed a, tr- a starting transfer from a different school, and I don't think that that's a long-term plan. I don't think that's a great, you know, plan. But it is a safety valve that's there for Nebraska, and I think they, you know, their brand, where they're at, um, they'll probably always be able to do that. But you have to remember as well, and and this is nothing against Casey or Jeff Sims. These aren't the number one, number five, you know, quarterbacks in the portal. You're getting like somewhere around 18th or whatever. Um, and, you know, that's fine. I mean, these, you know, Casey had a solid year. I, I expect Jeff Sims to have a solid year. Um, but again, that it, it, it can't be your long-term plan. So hopefully they have some guys that they see uh, bright things in the future with. And I think they see Harburg that way. Um, Purdy's getting a little bit older. Uh, he's still got a lot of years as far as, as he's just a sophomore, I believe. Um, but, you know, I mean, last year, you look at his stats, 22 of 47, uh, zero touchdowns, three interceptions for 147 mm-hmm. yards. That's that's why there's a lot of, eh, I don't know about it here. Skepticism, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and we got this text from an unnamed texter, once again, 402-464-5685. They say it's kind of hard to talk about a quarterback room now due to the fact that you can change it almost immediately with a transfer portal like Rule did this year. Uh, you can be wrong on a guy, and it's fine. It's less risky than the pass past excuse me now if you also look at Matt Rule's um kind of track record I suppose of his time at Baylor he, he plays guys as freshmen that's why I brought in the the possibility or brought up the possibility of maybe a Daniel Kalen getting rolling early just because there is a chance that that Matt Rule goes hey listen we were a five and seven team last year we're going to be a seven and five team this year but we're going to learn a lot through the growing pains with a true freshman at quarterback I wouldn't be shocked by that because that's what he's done before. Yeah, and and I mean, and again, I know this is kind of the situation. Casey said this last year. You know, you you're kind of hoping for one and done. I think Jeff Sims would, in I the agree. perfect world, yep. want a one and done. I don't think he's necessary. I mean, again, that could change in 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 the blink of an eye. Maybe he comes out and he's he's the darling of the of the early offs or you know non con or whatever. Um, but he's not necessarily on track to be a high pick in the NFL draft next year if he comes out now. So, I mean, we'll see how it turns out, but I guess I would expect, um, and, I, and I think that they've got to kind of, you know, you got to prepare for everything, but kind of figure that you got two years of Jeff Sims. One guy that uh, Nebraska's hoping to get on their roster for the 2024 season is Mario Buford. He's a 2024 defensive back, a cornerback to be specific, Five foot eleven, hundred and sixty five pounder out of Desoto, Texas. He has a top seven. I, I, I closed out on his list, but it's top seven that features Nebraska, Michigan State, Oregon, um, Arkansas is on there. I believe Illinois is on there. Oregon. Uh, I already said Oregon. Um, there's a couple other ones. Washington. There's a couple other teams that are are on in his top seven, but I think Nebraska feels pretty good about 
Mario Buford. Obviously, the younger brother of current defensive back Marquise Buford. Uh, Mario visited Nebraska over the weekend, just this past weekend, and it really feels like he is pretty solid on the Huskers, has been for a while, and so I wouldn't be surprised he commits tonight um, is where he'll make it known. And so I, I would be surprised if Mario Buford doesn't pick the Huskers here, but Nebraska's also loaded up on corner, cor- uh, defensive backs. You look at their – they have 10 scholarship guys from that cornerback room specifically – led by, obviously, Omar Brown and Quentin Newsom, And I should say this. I was wrong. Uh, no, that's right. Marquise Buford is a safety now. Um, anyway, so they just brought in four true freshman cornerbacks, though, in Dwight Boodle, Sincere Safiula, Ethan Nation, and DeAndre Barnes. Mm. And now they're going to add another one, at least, if Mario Buford decides to pick the Huskers tonight. Yeah, and, and remind me too. What is what is your scholarship number at? Because I think there's still a few guys that are are going to you know so dissipate. I suppose well, off the that, roster, and that's what's interesting. So according to my count, they have 88 right now. Okay. However, Matt Rule has said that they are down to 85. Right. So whether that's guys retiring from football, whether that's guys that have just moved on and just haven't made it public. Remember, just because they're in their portal doesn't mean that they have to post it on Twitter. That's not how coaches yeah. elsewhere. Um, you know, get notified that they're in the portal. So I think th- that's important to remember, guys, that maybe they're going through summer workouts. Maybe they'll still figure out who needs to move on and who gets to stick around. Um, I don't really know what that, that the 10 graphic meant earlier this week, but um, it's just it's interesting to see going forward. But according to my count, they're at 88, but Matt Rule did say they haven't figured out. Yeah, so. I, I know they're – I know they're um, – they're square, but we but we and nobody necessarily knows what those final three or, you know, numbers, you know, will, will kind of round out. So, you know, just keep that in mind if you're thinking 10 cornerbacks. Yeah, maybe. And uh, likely, but, you know, who knows what's going to go on there. Uh, but it would be – I mean, obviously you're getting um, – it's, it's funny to say a legacy kid when the brother is still on the team and starting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Well, now, now multiple. Obviously Dwight Boodle. Yeah. Obviously the younger brother of DiCaprio Boodle. Yeah. So. Also you get a, a, another uh, – Cornerback from Texas, Texas, a connection, yeah. uh, which obviously Nebraska has done well there. And again, that you don't get, you haven't got him yet, but I think it's a heavy lean. I think if he picked anywhere else, um, that would be one of the you know big surprises of this recruiting calendar. Obviously, yeah. like you said, he was in in, in this past weekend um, taking pictures with Matt Rule, getting making him say "Go Big Red" on Twitter. Yep. Um, so they seem very close. Obviously, the brother connection. I mean, this seems like a lock for Nebraska and uh, and a good get. I mean, you know, depending on the website you look at, four star, three star uh, type of type of guy, and, and and it didn't take his brother long to get on the field. So you know, yep. maybe a similar type of situation there. Hopefully, down the line, uh, and I think. I think too. Look out for Marquis Buford this year. I think that he's a name sometimes that you know just kind of gets overlooked. Maybe it's because you know the Quentin Newsome back there. He's been around longer, or whatever. But uh, I mean, he's uh, he's got a bright future out of him. So as we round out the segment, the, the guys so far, Nebraska for 2024 has a total of seven commitments. It can be eight tonight if Mario Buford decides to to pledge towards the Huskers. But so they have seven currently. Their highest rated recruit. Is from Katy, Texas, in a tight end, six foot five, two hundred thirty pounds. Ian Flint. Else or otherwise, they have uh, Daniel Kalen, Keelan Smith, obviously the son of Neil Smith, Willis McGahee, the fourth, Ashton Murphy, Gibson Pyle, and Roger Gradney. Don't forget, Roger Gradney was the uh, first 
player to commit in, for this 2024 class way back in February. February 20th is the day that he committed. And then the rest were in, in April, other than Keelan and Daniel Kalen. Um, so it, it's and, and obviously we know that Nebraska's recruiting Bellevue West hard with with uh, Isaiah McMorris over there as well. So definitely some stuff to watch going forward. But once again, Mario Buford is uh, making his decision known publicly tonight and uh, coming off of a visit to Lincoln over the weekend. So I think Nebraska probably feels pretty good there, especially with his uh, older brother Marquise on the team. Do you see uh, McMorris is coming to the Husker camp? Uh, really? Just to, yeah, I saw Mike Schaefer tweeted out um, that he's, he's coming to camp because he wants to see how Garrett McGuire coaches. So good stuff. That feel you feel like you're in yeah. a good spot there. You feel like you're yeah. in a good spot. So once again, uh, Bach joining me for Rico today. I think Bach might get out of here. I'll bring Austin Orman in um, as we kind of continue to navigate this this what's on the horizon for the Big Ten Conference. I'll, I'll talk to Austin about that a little bit. And it's now official that there's going to be a group of players boycotting the NCAA mm. uh, football game. So. What does that mean? We dove a little bit deeper into the numbers, and so we'll do all that coming up. Uh, myself, Nick Sainer, will be joined by Austin Norman. Shout out to Bach. Thanks, Bach, yeah, thank you. for hanging out. And uh, when we come back, we'll be uh, with more Happy Hour and Austin Norman coming up next. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.